0: the real you, the real you. So if you guys are taking notes tonight, which I encourage you to do because, you know, it's easy to remember probably, you know, like seconds after you leave when someone's like, dude, how was your night? It was great. What was it about? Yeah. Yeah. But it was great. So taking notes helps you. To, you know, take it home later and reflect on it. So if you guys got iPhones, pull out the notes. If you got an actual notepad with, with uh, ink and paper, you can write the real you on top. I believe that it's important for us to be real. Do you believe that too? There's like two of you that believe that. Okay, so I'm glad that you're here tonight because allow me to tell you that it is important to be real. It's important to be you, okay? I'm going to tell you something. This might be the first time that you hear it. God does not make mistakes, okay? How you are, your life, your heart, your smile, your hair, your eyes, everything about you is no mistake. No matter what anyone has told you, you are not a mistake, God has you here on this earth for a reason because he loves you. He loves everything about you. He loves every quirk about you, that thing that people tend to pick at and make fun of. God's saying, I love that about them. And it's important, friends, that we realize to be real. Okay, so often we try so hard to try and be someone we're not. Okay, to try and put up masks, to try and be fake. And what it does is it fills this earth with a lot of just copycats of just this person looking like this person, looking like that person, talking like this person. And my heart in this series, guys, is that you truly realize just how valuable you are and just how loved you are and just how unique you are. Everything about you is unique and it is special to God. And if that's the only thing that you get out of tonight... Awesome, praise God, because you are special. You are unique. The world doesn't need a lot of copycats, man. The world needs you to be you because you are the best you that will ever be. Hey, come on. Once you truly realize that you are special, not to neglect our weaknesses, because friends, if you're sitting here tonight and you feel like you have no weaknesses, that you're perfect, that you get it all figured out, I got news for you you don't. <laughs> Sorry, but we're all figuring this thing out called life. We're pushing each other back to Jesus. If you think that you're sitting next to someone that's got it all figured out, because friends, listen to this. It's easy to compare what you don't know about someone else to what you know about yourself. It's easy to do it on Instagram, man. It's easy to see like, this guy's got it all figured out, and here I am sitting at my room at night feeling miserable, feeling broken, And they got it all figured out. I'm so alone in this. And friends, I believe that this series is to remind you that you're not alone, that we're all in this together, okay? No one's got it more figured out than someone else. I don't have it more figured out. I do know Jesus, and Jesus got it all figured out, and that's what it's all about, okay? Amen? All right, turn with me, if you would be so kind to the gospel of Matthew. These are the words of Jesus. He's giving an illustration Of what the kingdom of heaven is like. Okay, so we're starting in Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 through 29. If you guys didn't bring your Bibles, it's okay. It's just gonna be up on the floating Bible in the sky. (laughs) I, I uh, I would hope that you guys did bring your Bibles. If not, we got it for you. But I'm passionate about reading out of this book because it's more than just a book. It's more than just a uh, pen on a paper. It's Jesus's heart for us. It is his life for us. Max, you can keep on playing, dude. It makes me feel way more spiritual. I know your fingers are probably hurting. Can we it up for Max? <laughs> Trapped. Trapped. No, you don't. Yeah, hang in there with me. It makes me feel way more spiritual. I'm kidding. Anyways, Matthew 25, I believe it's alive. It's for us today. Say it's for me. Say, it's for me. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's for you. Now turn to your other neighbor, your neglected one, and say, you too. (laughs) Matthew 25, verse 14 says again. Say again. Everybody say again. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. Awesome. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Say, have a nice trip. Mm Mm-hmm. Verse 16, the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. Heck yeah. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. Heck, yeah. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Say, no. heck, no. <laughs> After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. Heck, yeah. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Right on. Verse 22, the servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Verse 24. I'm almost there, I promise. I know this is a lot, so just hang in there with me. Verse 24. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master! Master! I knew you were a harsh man harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate, and I was afraid I would lose your money, so I I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked, wicked, say "Wicked." wicked, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops and didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they have an abundance. But for those who do nothing, say nothing, but for those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. I believe, say I believe. (laughs) In case you haven't noticed, I like conversation. Conversation. You know, I think it's one thing to stand up here and just speak at you guys, but I, I'm, I'm all about just this conversating. I believe, guys, that this story illustrates beautifully an idea of us being real, being the real you. And if you're sitting there, you're saying, Pastor Brandon, it was literally just about crops and silver and digging holes and celebrating. How does that realize or make me see that it's the real me? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Because in the next few minutes, we're going to dig this apart, and I pray that it encourages you and and pushes you towards being you the way that God created you to be, okay? You with me? Awesome. Let's pray one last time, we're going to jump right in. We're going to jump right in. So, Father, Lord, I thank you so much for the moments that we share together. I pray that it's so much more, God, than just an exchange of ideas and concepts and philosophies, God, but may it truly touch our hearts tonight. God, may it be an encounter with Jesus. Your love, your spirit change us. God, change us from the inside out tonight. We love you so much. and pray that all in your name. Everybody said? Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Thanks, Max. Yeah, it's beautiful. Can we get it for Max one more time? When is when I say amen. That's when service ends. <laughs> so fun story about Max is that he he used to live in the upper room in my house. It was a very special time that we shared together, and he's here with us leading worship tonight. Didn't he do a great job? Didn't the team do amazing? Man, I have a question for you guys. Can I be real? Can I be? Um, uh, can I? Can I just be? You see, see, heavenly, you're with me. Uh, have you guys ever been stood up? What? What? You ever been stood up before? Yeah. Well, for those of us who have, it's not fun. I'm going to tell you a story, friends, about one time that I was stood up. Yeah. So there was one time that I was going to get coffee with a friend of mine. No, no, it wasn't a girlfriend. I'm just throwing it out there. It was a fellow companion of mine. His name was Victor. Some of you know him. Oh, yeah. I'm all about privacy, but Victor, I hope that you're listening to this right now or that you will listen to this on podcast tomorrow because it hurt. (laughs) So there was one time that Victor and I, We were going to get coffee together and catch up because we used to be really close. And we went to, uh, we we were going to go to Coffee Bean. Do you guys like Coffee Bean? I like Coffee Bean too. They have great teas, great iced coffees. I thought so too. They have really comfy chairs. So I'm like, Victor, this would be a great place for us to meet. He's like, yes, this would be awesome. So what I did was I invested, I invested my time my, my energy, my willpower, and my finances to go and spend time with Victor, okay? So I, I set aside uh, a nice significant amount of time. It's, you know, we were going to meet at 6 o'clock, and at 5.40, I decided I'm going to walk to the mall. It's nice outside. It wasn't recent, just in case you're wondering. It wasn't a billion degrees outside. So I'm like, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to walk. So I started to walk to the mall. And I get to the mall at approximately, you know, like 5.55. I'm a, I'm a slightly punctual person. I don't like being late. Um, so I'm there early. At 5.57, I kid you not, my phone rings. Hmm, I look at my, phone. <laughs> you know, Victor's calling me. I wonder if he's here, like, hey dude, where are you? He's like, hey man, can you give me a ride? No, I can't give you a ride because I just walked. No, I'm just going to keep telling the story. You guys... Uh, yes! Okay, I'm back. Hello, podcast. Sorry about that moment of silence. It's very terrifying, I know. But welcome back to reality. Anyways, I'm going to continue my story. All right, this is where it gets real. This is where it gets real. So where we left off a moment ago before the power got cut off was that Victor calls me approximately three minutes before we are going to meet at the mall... To ask for a ride. And I'm like, bro, I walked here. Do you want me to like run to Castaic and then piggyback you back here? I, I can't do that. And But I had like this amazing encounter at the mall with a very unique individual who told me stories about how he records videos on his phone and then uploads them to YouTube in the hopes that someday he's going to be famous. Anyways, <laughs> it was a unique time. We've all been stood up one way or another. If you say that you haven't, teach me your ways because I never want to be stood up again. But it's like this idea of investing something, investing your time, investing everything that you have. Maybe not everything that you had into meeting with Victor, but then having nothing in return. And friends, I feel like a lot of the times that all of these investments that God has made into our lives, we just kind of take for granted. And I'm going to explain that. When Jesus went to the cross, when he died and rose again for us, he literally made the largest investment ever. He made the largest investment into your life, into my life. And sometimes, friends, I've been there. I do this all the time. I, in a sense, kind of stand Jesus up. When Jesus is waiting for me, he's like, "Brandon, come on, dude, you got this entire life ahead of you." I'm like, "Jesus, can you come pick me up?" <laughs> but I pray that sometimes, when we feel that, that we're able to look at our lives and just be real. I'd like us to look at this story that we read a moment ago, this illustration of heaven here on earth, and I would like us to almost twist it a little bit. So. If you guys are taking notes, the first point that I have for you tonight is this. Your life is valuable. Your life is valuable. What I mean by that is that Jesus paid the largest price for you. So much, in fact, that he gave everything so that we can be with him. It's this idea of him investing into us, investing everything. When we look at the story that we read a moment ago, it says that the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated like this, okay? And then the guy who goes on his trip, he then gives money to his workers, okay? And I want us to look at the money as our lives, okay? When Jesus, I'm not saying like living, like breathing air and eating Cheetos and playing Xbox. I'm saying like, Truly enjoying life to the fullest, you know what I'm saying? Making the most of everything. And I believe that when we allow our brokenness, when we allow our weaknesses to come in between us from truly investing into this thing called life, we're missing everything, okay? So looking at Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, it says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. The money, friends, is life. Okay, God gives us life, okay? So the idea that Jesus purchased life for us on the cross, it says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, for he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. He gave us life, okay? So looking at verse 18 of Matthew 25, it says, But the servant who received, say received. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. How much of Jesus' life are you receiving? You know, God gives us love, just like what we were talking about in worship earlier, is that he's giving us love. He's pouring out love. But so often we just receive a little bit of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, I, I don't deserve that. I feel like because of, like, my weaknesses and my shortcomings, that I just, I don't deserve that. Or, like, you can keep that much, but I'll just take a little bit right now just to make it through to the next day. But, friends, can I just tell you something? Is that what Jesus did on the cross doesn't just forgive some of your sins. He doesn't forgive just a little bit. He forgives it all. So take all of it. Take it all. Receive it all. His grace, his forgiveness, it's complete, man. It's totally complete. So it's this idea of how much of Jesus' life are we receiving? Receive his value so often when we receive a little bit of value, we then bury our lives in a hole, so to speak, right? So that's what the servant did. He received a little bit of silver. He received a little bit of life from God. And what did he do? He took it. He hid it. He dug it into a hole. And friends, I want, to, I want this to be something that we take away tonight. To not allow our weaknesses, your weaknesses, my weaknesses, To prevent us from being ourselves. I think a lot of the times we view weaknesses in our lives and almost like shortcomings and um, like dense mishaps, misshapes, whatever it may be. We view those as mistakes. But friends, those things, those mistakes, those broken parts of your hearts can actually be used to strengthen you and to strengthen those around you. Do you believe that? I'll explain it. You might not believe it yet. It says this, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. So to keep from being proud, this is Paul writing this, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and the insults, the hardships, the persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Friends, it's a matter of igniting the strength of Jesus in your life when you are weak. Why are we trying so hard to hide our weaknesses and to hide our brokenness when in fact God can use that to strengthen you? Is it possible to be strong when you're weak. Yes, it's not one or the other. You can't be strong if you're not weak. It's a matter of embracing your weaknesses, embracing your brokenness, embracing your faults, and saying, yeah, it's okay. I'm not perfect. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. Man, I, it's hard to admit that we're not perfect. We try so hard to be perfect. We try so hard to not fail. But friends, if we don't fail, I don't think we're trying hard enough. I think it's so necessary to fail in life because it reminds us just how human we are. And friends, that's not an excuse to be okay with, with coming up short, okay? like we, The Bible talks about how we're to strive after perfection, to strive after holiness, Keep on going, friends. If you're here tonight and you feel discouraged about keeping on pressing forward, allow the weaknesses in your life, the frailty of being human, to push you towards Jesus rather than push you away from him. Can I say that again? Allow your weaknesses and your brokenness to push you towards Jesus rather than to push you away from him. So often we think that we have to have it all figured out. Before we can go to Jesus, before we can get love, before we can get accepted. I feel like we have to have it all figured out. But here's the beautiful thing, guys. This is, this is the point of tonight. Jesus does not love you for who you can be. Jesus loves you for who you are. Jesus doesn't love your future self when you're a little bit better, when you don't cuss as much, when you don't drink as much, when you like fill in the blank. That doesn't intimidate God. He loves you for who you are, for where you're at. And (laughs) it's a beautiful thing, man, to think that God loves you right where you're at. There's nothing that makes him love you less, to care about you less. Embracing who you are and the shortcomings that we have in our lives because it reminds us just how much we need Jesus. And friends, I don't know about you, but I need him. I need him. I need him. So the first point is that your your life is valuable in worship to me, you guys can come up. The second point, we're gonna land the plane with this, is valuable lives multiply. Valuable lives multiply. So when you truly do see value in your life, when you do see value in yourself, we then begin to multiply. It says this in Matthew twenty five, verses twenty through twenty three. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. I believe investing comes from when you actually have something to invest. And if you're here tonight and you feel like you got nothing to give, friends, I pray that tonight shifts our perspective to actually see just how much you have. Just how much you've been given. Just how much you don't need to really work that hard to get. All it takes is simply receiving Jesus into your life and into your heart. I'm going to pray over you later. But when you invite Jesus into your life, friends, you have been given everything that you'll ever need. Everything that you'll ever need. So to invest, and I have earned five more. Verse 21, the master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm going to jump ahead to verse 22. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. You see, when you receive the full life that God has given you, it is impossible to not multiply yourself into other people. Because friends, that's what we're all here for. That's what we're all about, is investing into others. I don't know what your history in church is like, and whether it was a great experience or not so great experience, but for us here at Unleashed, we believe that church is a family. A family of people who have embraced their shortcomings, who don't point out the shortcomings of other people. Come on, I can't stand it when we start and and point out the shortcomings in other people, because no one's perfect. No one's got it all figured out. But friends, we're all in this together, and what happens is when we truly know the value that we have, we begin to invest into other people. And friends, tonight, I pray that you see value in yourself, and From this point on, I want to encourage you to invest into other people because so often we get held back from investing into people because maybe we've been hurt before. And friends, the word that I believe is for you, if that's you tonight, that maybe you've been burnt out by people before, uh, you've given your heart completely to people before, but they've almost taken advantage of it, and they kind of like broke it and put it on the ground. And here's the word that I believe God has for you tonight. It says in Galatians 6... Verse 9 through 10, it says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. Friends, don't withhold this life that God's given you because you're afraid of your weaknesses getting out there. Because, friends, the world needs to see that you have Jesus, that he's given you life, that he's given you value, okay? You are valuable. Your life is valuable. And this is an encouragement to invest in people. We just, end, we're ending a, a series, like, all about bringer of the month. It was a little contest to invite friends to church in the months of June and July, and we'll be announcing the winner of that next Wednesday, so you got to be here for that. Um, But friends, don't let it stop here. Okay, when you truly see value in yourself, you're able to then invest yourself into others, and that will never return back to you void. Amen? Amen. So let's all do this. Let's all stand to our feet, but we're going to stay in this atmosphere of praise. Yeah, let's all do it. Come on, join me. But let's stay in this atmosphere of praise and worship, okay? So worship, can you bring it down just a little bit? I want to pray for you guys. I don't want to let a moment pass tonight without sealing this moment in our hearts together. Because that's what it's all about. We're here, and we're laughing, we're having fun, and we're jumping around, eating hot dogs. But it's all about having an encounter with Jesus and truly realizing and knowing his love for you. So let's all do this. Let's all close our eyes and just bow our heads in this moment. I believe that Jesus wants to set some people free tonight. Here's the first question that I have for us. Is if you're here and you're letting the brokenness, the faults, the shortcomings overcome your mind, overcome your emotions, overcome everything that you're entire life is, is preventing you from opening up to people, It's preventing you from being yourself, and you just need to know that you're valuable. Come on, if that's you, and you've tried to find your value in things, in relationships, in titles, the only value that is permanent is the value that comes from truly investing and allowing God's love to be in your life. And in your heart, I believe, I believe that God is wanting to show you how valuable you are tonight. So with every eye closed, I'm going to count to three. And if you want to receive God's value in your life, what he says about you, simply lift up your hands. And I believe that as you lift up your hands, there's going to be a release of his value into your life and into your heart like you have never experienced before. So, if you want God's value, ready? One, two, and three. Come on, every eye is closed. Receive his value tonight. No one's looking around. This is between you and Jesus. Watch as God transforms you in this moment. This is the place, this is the time for it. Don't let a moment pass without truly knowing just how valuable you are. God, I thank you for every hand that's lifted up in this place. I pray that by the power of your spirit that you show them, God, right now, that they are valuable. The vision that I see for you with every hand lifted up, eyes closed, is a diamond. Come on, he sees you as a diamond, unique, special, valuable the thing that makes a diamond so valuable is that it's not everywhere you don't see diamonds just laying on the streets and in the gutters and on the the thing that makes a diamond so valuable is that it takes time it takes pressure to create a diamond and he's showing you right now just how valuable you are just receive that receive that in this place tonight with every eye closed every head bowed I'm going to ask one last question And this could potentially be the most important question that you will ever, ever answer or be asked in your entire life, and that's if you've made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Friends, Jesus' love is real. Jesus is making his relationship available to us. He died on a cross to cover our sins, to cover our shortcomings, and all it takes is responding and inviting him into our hearts, believing and confessing that he is Lord. We will be saved forever. So if you're here tonight and you want to give yourself completely to Jesus and invite him into your life as Lord and Savior, I'm going to count to three and simply lift up your hand. We're all going to pray a prayer together as a family. But watch as this moment right here changes your life forever. So ready, one. Don't let anything stop you from responding. Two, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And three, come on, shoot your hands up if you want relationship with Jesus in this place. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Unleash family. Pray this prayer with me. If you raise your hand, mean it in your heart. So let's all say this together. Say Jesus. Come on, everybody to say it. Say Jesus. I thank you for dying for me. I give myself to you from this day forward, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen?